Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Just breathing in the phone, you know. There's, there's somebody that always does that. It's already a heavy breather. We don't have to worry about that. We have a breather somewhere. <laughs> All right, y'all, here we go. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. My name is Rock, and I'm joined by my boy, Hoop. What's up, Hoop? Hey, what's up? Uh, Not much, man. And my boy, Q, is on the line. What's going on, Q? What's up? Not too much, and we have a special guest joining us. Uh, Chelsea's here. What's happening, Chelsea? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Oh, good. Very good. I mean, I mean, been better, you know. I'm just getting worried and disgusted, but uh, get all this jibber-jabber, you know. Let's get into this thing, man. We're going to get right into the good and the bad, the ugly. Who, Who wants to set it off? Let's have Chelsea set it off. All right, Chelsea, what's your good since you're the guest? All right, thank you. Uh, My good is Matt Bryant. Um, In the first quarter, he scored a 52-yard field goal, putting the Falcons on the board. Third quarter, he scored a 54-yard field goal, um, tying the game. And in this season alone, he's made six out of seven field goals and 19 out of 19 extra points. He's consistent, he's good, and he's basically the only one that was putting points on the board (laughs) this weekend. I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better either. So my bad is Whoa 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 everybody everybody has to get their good first. We gotta be good everybody get a turn. You're a guest on the show. Don't try to uh take over. (laughs) Hey, she's ready, prepared. Give you a rope, try to be a cowgirl. I know, girls just wanna take over everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did I do that? What's your good hoop? Well, Chelsea hit on uh, one of the bright spots I was going to bring up, but it's always good to have a backup because we don't have many options on good these last couple weeks. But I'm going to stick with one person on a unit that really hasn't been playing well. I'm going to go with, uh, I think it's Jonathan Massaquah. He's got a sack. He's got two for the year. Right. And I think that might be uh, the team lead, sadly enough, through, uh, what, six games of having two sacks. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Massaquah. You motherfucker! Well, uh, my good, man. I'm going to give my good to Jonathan Massaquah as well, merely for the fact that he's cutting to Corey Beerman's playing time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's effective. And he got a sack. And Corey didn't get nothing but wind and dirt in the face and those red contacts. So that's my good. Your tire's all flattened, John. Take it back off. I mean, uh, going with you on that hoop. All right. And then the smoke got me. Well, my good is the fact that they uh, cut Croy Beerman's snaps. Croy Beerman had uh, the fewest amount of snaps in the game than uh, he's ever had in any game he's ever played in as a starter. Uh, Croy only got to see 42% of the snaps. So, needless to say, uh, defensive coordinators got an eye on Croy. And also, I guess they got uh, an eye on your boy, uh, 
OC because uh, it looked like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, he got pulled out of the game and was not very happy about I got, it. I got, I got some words on that later on. I'm ready for that. <laughs> okay. We'll, get, we'll touch back on that later. Oh, yeah. let's, go to, let's go to the bad. Okay, the bad. Um, my opinion is the penalties. Um, the defense lost 15 yards from unnecessary roughness. Offense holding penalties, false starts, um, resulting in a loss of yardage. Mm-hmm. And basically, they just need to go back to the basics, and they need to stop making careless mistakes. Oh, no. I agree with that. They need to go to basics after every freaking game. All day long in Flowery Branch, I think. Basic tackles, basic everything. What's up with you, Hoop, when you're bad? My bad. I'm going to go with uh, Tololo's hands. I had two drops. Um, I know earlier this year we said that, you know, we really weren't trying to, you know, worry about the pass with Tony Gonzalez. You know, he went ahead and retired. Right. But, man, having that target available like that, I think we're, we're missing that, and it's hurting. Tololo needs to step it up. He's got to cast those balls over the middle. He's six foot eight. Ah, uh, that's true. Everyone was dropping balls, though. Uh, Julio dropped a couple. Roddy dropped a couple. Uh, our receivers didn't look like that core receivers, but that's usually on the field. But I think Roddy was knocked into middle next week after that helmet to helmet hit. I don't. I honestly don't think he was there. His belly was gone, my friend. You can see that look on his face. I'm actually surprised they let him back out there with the uh, concussion protocol that they have now. Oh, yeah. They put some smelling salt under his nose, and he said, oh, jumping Jack Flash. So <laughs> he didn't know who he was. <laughs> Whoopi, Goldberg, or Roddy White, he didn't know who he was. So he was he had some confusion out there. He said he hadn't felt a, sh- a shock like that since he did the bucket challenge. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, Q, did you say a bad? My bad was the um, offense using a silent count at home to uh, to try to uh, deal with the noise. Oh, that man. that was just horrible. I don't know if you guys realize, but the Falcons were using a, using a silent count as like they do on the road, but they were using it at home. You don't see many teams use a silent count at home, but there was about fifty thousand Bears fans there. So yeah, you kidding me? Yikes! Yeah, Q, Q, you were at the game. You want making noise, man? What's up? I was making noise for a little bit, but when things got out of control, I got quiet. <laughs> After the first quarter? Oh, okay. He, he took off his Falcons jersey and put on a Bears jersey. <laughs> and I hate to say oh, it. I know it wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, my bad man goes to the officiating, the ref, on that BS call for unnecessary roughness against your boy Warlock. What the hell is this? I mean, come yeah. on now. The only thing that hit his head was the back of his head when he got took taken to the ground. Right. That's, I don't think that was Pat. I mean, I don't think that was unnecessary roughness. It so. wasn't. And he couldn't stop. I mean, you know, it wasn't like he was maliciously aiming to take him out. You know, he didn't hear the he didn't hear the whistle. I got something slick for you. So yeah, that's Quincy, Quincy making too much noise. You couldn't hear. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a, a strange uh, chain of events. And. Even when the referees were going to spot the ball, they didn't even spot the ball right. They had to take a second and re-spot it. That was a, a weird chain of events. But, yeah, I think he just didn't hear the whistle. But it was a weird chain of events. Yeah. Uh, that Yeah, that was a BS call. So that's that's my bad. Uh, who has an ugly for us? My ugly has got to be this podcast. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that anyone can have one. Oh, <laughs> And uh, is that her time to exit the door here? Yeah. Is that the door shut? 
No, seriously. <laughs> you were cold as ice. I'm here to help you guys elevate the fan base from five <laughs> listeners to six. Oh! oh she has jokes. <laughs> you supposed to be the special guest. We're going to put the Ouija curse on you at the end of the show. <laughs> we start from the ground roots. That's cold. Well, that's, that's a good ugly, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, well, my ugly is the entire defense. I don't even say any anymore. We all saw it. Rashid Higman, none of those guys can get to Jay Cutler. You know, it was hey, just Higman got a block. He had a block, but still, he couldn't rush it. He couldn't get to Jay. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was all jokes there. Uh, well, my ugly, I'm just going to isolate third down for uh, Chicago. They were they were to convert close to 50% on offense. You know, of course, that keeps our defense that already is pretty thin on the field too long and tires them out. Right. And on offense, you know, we converted 30%. Uh, that, of course, is a lot of three and outs right. and making our defense get back on the field, which is something they don't need to be. You know, we got to be able to stress those drives out a little bit more. And until we do that, we're going to have problems. Well, I can't say the name of my brother. Q, what you got? My ugly... My ugly was that uh, pass rush or lack thereof. I, I don't even think we had a pass rush the entire game, basically. I mean, that was that was just horrible, you we know. Never do. Percy Harvey. This this time it was worse, worse than most because you know the Bears are notorious for giving up sacks on Cutler. Mm -hmm. So I thought going into this game we were going to get to him, rattle him. He was going to throw a couple of interceptions, and Jay looked like Teddy Bridgewater and looked like Eli Manning, and he looked like. He was comfortable back there, had a whole lot of time. Snoring sound effects right now. It just... Uh... You, you bring up a good point. It seems like uh, the quarterbacks have career days against our defense. And, you know, I guess you want to make a highlight reel. Just wait till you play ATL. Yeah, really. Really. And things don't get any easier uh, having to go see Joe Flacco next weekend. Uh, he just had five touchdowns last week. Yikes. Yeah. But didn't your boy Massaquad got... Didn't he get the cutler? He got to him. He got to him, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, that's his one. Cutler's, <laughs> Cutler's known for tripping over his feet and getting sacked and the line breaking down. And I thought if the pass rushers were going to have any success and build any confidence, I thought this was going to be the week. I thought, you know, Jay was going to throw a couple of interceptions and, and Jay looked comfortable back there. And, and I think Jay went for almost 400 yards. Right. Uh, did Jay put up more yards on us than Drew Brees did? Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Jay was at 381 this week, so I don't yeah. think Drew got that much. Drew was doing a lot of short passes against us. Yeah, so just horrible pass rush. Yeah, all over horrible day. But uh, all right, then you know that was the good and the bad and the ugly. And uh, and thanks for our special guest. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> See you later, Chelsea. Come back again. Thank you. Come Bye. <laughs> so, um, well, you, you wanted to bring something up. Go ahead. Yeah. You, uh, let me get my soapbox ready. Let me stand on here for a second. All right. Can I use soapbox? Uh, all right. I'm focusing on Osei Humanior. I know uh, Q just talked about the pass rush or lack thereof that we've had throughout the year. Um, and I know you mentioned, you know, him getting a little upset, uh, getting taken out during one of the goal line uh, drives that the Bears were having. Right. I got one thing to say, Osei. 
If you want to get in the game and stay in the rotation, get some pressure. You haven't done nothing all year. You got the nerve to get mad. I'll put you on everything. I, I got to think that was all for the cameras. You knew the camera was on you. Selfish ass. Unacceptable, man. I hope Master Squad takes all your playing time. <laughs> Let me stop off my soapbox. <laughs> That was very good, sir. Yikes. <laughs> Poop a little bit upset, but, I mean, he has every reason to. I mean, we, we got rid of John Abraham yeah. and let this guy come in here. Yeah. And even even with uh, John Abraham's concussion issues and only playing one game this season, mm -hmm. who has more who has more sacks this season, John Abraham or Osu? I can answer that question for you. What is the answer? It's John Abraham. I think he has one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, 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 sad. It is a sad chain of events, man. I mean, okay. I mean, we still have more bad stuff to talk about, but we none of us mentioned, you know, one of the good points is your boy Anton Smith. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. He balled I out mean, again. That, I, I didn't mention that because it's not a good point. Everybody knows if you put the damn ball in his hands, he's gonna make, he's gonna make something happen. That's, a, that's like saying, um, "Oh God, the sun came up this morning." Well, the sun gonna come up every damn morning, and and Anton Smith is gonna make plays every damn week if you give him the ball. I don't know why we're still playing this game of putting in Stephen Jackson when uh, we need to be uh, go ahead and, and Anton Smith needs to uh, get the majority of the touches from here on out, and and use Stephen Jackson as a short yardage back. And another thing. <laughs> How come on fourth and one, we decide to do a damn pass play when Stephen Jackson specializes in one-yard runs? I thought for sure on fourth and one, Stephen Jackson was going to get the ball. I said, this is his time to shine. This is his time to shine. We would never be happier for a Stephen Jackson carry than we would be right then. But Man. you know what? They try to throw the ball on fourth and one. And you saw how that uh, worked out for him. Nothing worked out for him. <laughs> hey, let, me, let me also add to that point. If I see another Falcon drive start on first down with a fullback in an eye formation with the tailback and mm -hmm. Steven Jackson run into the back of another lineman for yeah. a two-yard game, mm -hmm. I'm going to scream. We're so predictable <laughs> on first down. I mean, I, I can call the play. We were calling the plays. I was watching it at a damn bar, and everybody at the bar was calling the damn play. Would you care for a glass? It's great. Jesus. So predictable, man. I mean, I know Dirk Cutter's an offensive coordinator. He, oh, no. He, he might need to scout himself. Cutler ain't cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's serious, man. I was like, why can't everybody see this stuff? And it takes the Falcons this long, and we hope they realize that what they're doing is not working and it's so predictable. And all this crazy stuff that they're doing on defense is not working because those guys are young and not really, you know. Well, I can't say that they know my brother. You know, familiar with it as as well as some of the veteran, you know, veteran guys are, and they just look lost out there, man. Everybody looks lost, chasing people around. Look like how who's your boy we used to have? Who used to look like that? He used to chase people all the time. We got rid of him. Linebacker or. <laughs> <laughs> He's still, she's still chasing T.O., isn't he? <laughs> he's still, yeah, really. Uh, Robinson, what was his name? Devante, Dante. Dante Robinson, yeah. Okay, yeah, the one he said, I try to spear people with his head and yeah. knock himself out. Yeah. Billy Goat, yeah. <laughs> Just diving into people and chasing people. I'm like, there's something wrong, man. And, man, at that, did y'all just notice, like, just that last quarter, especially the last five minutes, it was just like they gave up. It was just mass confusion out there. I mean, it was just ridiculous what they were doing. I didn't notice it because I was smart enough to get my ass on Marta at that point. 
so I, I did notice it. You, you didn't miss too much. Yeah. Wow. Well, what was it like there, Q, for the Falcons fans, I mean? For the Falcons fans, what was it like there? It was um, a mixture of Bears fans and Falcons fans. But after at the end of every quarter and, at, and after every score, whether the Falcons scored or the Bears scored, a loud Let's Go Bears chant broke out over the entire Georgia Dome, and the Falcon fans did nothing about it. Oh, um, so we were in Atlanta, right? I just want to be sure we were in Atlanta. Well, this wasn't this wasn't Soldier Field we were at. No. Okay. Let's check. We were in Atlanta. We were definitely in Atlanta. The only thing I can say is, you know, it was also Pride Weekend in Atlanta, so maybe, um, <laughs> maybe the, um, maybe the the Down Low Brothers that usually at the games was at the parade and I don't know something went right yeah they were living it up in midtown something man. went right <coughs> I didn't see out. I didn't see a lot of dudes in pink jerseys but <laughs> they think that would be breast cancer but... oh okay okay it was pride weekend I didn't know yeah that's pride it definitely was pride weekend so <laughs> and did anybody hear the comments from Arthur Blank no what did he say said basically nothing <laughs> Nothing. Nothing good. <laughs> he got interviewed by ESPN. Right. Basically said nothing. He said, "Well, we got some issues on the on the defense, and you know he thought the offense would be okay. But you know after watching this game, I'm worried about the offense. The offense didn't look okay. No. And the offense has been the you know at least you know through the first four games I watched, the offense pretty much kept us in the games. Mm-hmm. You know, we had some shootout games going on, you know, that didn't work out in our favor, but the offense kept us in the games. This time, the offense faded fast. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. I don't know what the what the yeah. difference was. I know, you know, Julio's saying <clears throat> he's not 100%, but he's trying his best, and the offensive coordinator is saying we had to use a silent count, and Mike Smith is saying we got so many injuries on the offensive line, but every you know everyone's just saying excuses, excuses, excuses. Nobody's saying anything that we want to hear as a Falcons fan base. Exactly. Mike Smith's getting mad at reporters for for calling the uh, about calling the wrong plays or talking about the wrong plays. I'm like, well, you're the last one to talk about somebody calling wrong plays or talking about wrong plays because you were calling them all night. All day long yesterday. I mean Sunday. I think it's very obvious that this is coaching. So well, Mike. Mike can't take all that. Mike. Mike ain't calling offensive plays. Yeah, but he's signing off on him. He is signing off on him, and uh, you know, and I think I think now that the media is starting to get into his ear and aggravate aggravate him and upset him. I've never seen a Mike Smith upset in all the years that he's been here. Yeah. And people say, oh well, you know, he's 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 done a lot of great things since he's been here. But I mean, really, has he? He's won one playoff game, and what? five six seven years right hey, so the bar, the bar is pretty low when he got here you know just having consecutive winning seasons was an accomplishment yeah. Yeah, sadly even jim, enough even jim mora took us to the playoffs jim mora took us to the nfc championship game national yeah. championships but yeah i'm i mean i love mike mike smith i'm rooting for him man but he if he doesn't grab the rings on this on this thing man it's just like i might have to agree with everyone saying that he has to go yeah, gotta go, gotta go. Because, man, we needed to win this game. This was a must-win in my eyes because we suck on the road. We haven't won a road game since 2012 in Tampa Bay. And we lost at home, and we have to play the next three games or four games on the road. This yeah, could... there was 
42 we're coming, days. 42 we'll be, days yes. before we come back home. But we're the home team in London, but that doesn't mean much. But no. we got a long 42 days before we come back home. That means uh, the Falcons could easily be. Yes. What are we, two and five right now? Mm-hmm. You're talking about a team that's, that could show back up at the George Dome at two and eight. Two and four. Two, yeah, two, I thought we were two. I mean, sorry. Two, yeah. The, the, that'll be two. next week's podcast. Okay, yeah. But you're talking about a Falcons team that could show back up at the Dome two and seven. Right. And that's uh, that's not – you can't turn that around. You can't, man. And and it make to make matters worse, uh, you know, the um, – I guess the uh, the Panthers tied up, and you know it would have helped if they would have lost. But no, I mean you bring up a good point, Rock. To, we can actually could turn it around. You know, I'm, right. I know I'm speaking fantasy land here, but <laughs> I mean it's not like someone's running away with this thing. You right. know, we actually, if we can make a turnaround, I know the Panthers. I believe went started one and four last year. You know, they made a you know nice run to make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know if it's even possible, but. I mean, it's there. (laughs) You could could turn it around, Hoop, but, I mean, you know some of those divisions out there where teams make the playoffs with records at 8-8. and You know, do you you really want that to be your team going into the playoffs, having to face a team like, I don't know, San Francisco or Seattle or something in the first round? I'm just trying to scratch and get some kind of enjoyment. I mean, I do understand. I do understand because I think one year it might have been the Arizona the Cardinals made it the, at seven and nine or something one time. You know, it's and, just and the, and the Giants made it with a seven and nine record also. Yeah, year. and yeah. then you know you know how that goes. On the other hand, I think the Patriots were eleven and five one year didn't make the playoffs. So uh, you know, yeah. it looks like this could be one of those years we could you know someone could have a five hundred record and you know get into the wild card. Right. Well, we had well we're 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 going nowhere fast. And we hadn't reached that tilting point yet, but we're getting very close, man. They need okay. to fix this. And I hate to say it. I don't, and I don't know if you can fix it going on the right. road playing Baltimore. Who and covers I, Steve Smith? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and then you got two more away games after that. Right. I think and away games just aren't our specialty right now. I mean, it's just, it's just looking bad. Well, I think the way to fix this is to just go back to square one, to basics. Cut out this fancy shit, I mean, fancy stuff, and just go back to just the basics, man, because these guys need the fundamentals because when they try to get fancy and try to do different things, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It hasn't worked all season. So what if they tried to play just basic football, not to try anything fancy? I mean, we have nothing to lose, I don't think. True. You know, basic tackling, just practice the fundamentals, man. I mean, you, you, you had that. I mean, you gotta look at you gotta look at it this way. We played we played the Minnesota Vikings and Teddy Bridgewater got his first start and looked great. Since then, the next two games, Teddy didn't start the next game, but he started last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota's been blown out by by the teams they played. And then if if anyone saw uh, Sunday night football the Giants team that beat us last week that looked like, uh-oh, the Giants team might be turning the corner. Yeah. Couldn't put up a couldn't put up a single point against a Philadelphia team that has played that had that had to come back every single week to win the game because their defense gave up so many scores. Right. So, I mean, and then they held the Giants scoreless. So, I mean, it just shows that this this Falcons team that uh, they start they're starting to become 
what we thought they were, or at least what Hoop and I thought we, they were, because you were drinking the grape soda. <laughs> but Hoop and I thought they were a team that was in a lot of defensive trouble, and, and it's becoming quite obvious quite early on. The only saving grace we got is we play, we play uh, Baltimore and then Detroit, get a week off, and then we get Tampa Bay on the road, and maybe that would be a confidence builder. But if you can't find a way to beat uh, Detroit or uh, Baltimore, you know, you're going to be, uh, what, two and six? Two yeah. and six. Going into that Tampa Bay game after the bye? <clears throat> two and six is hard to come back from when you still got Green Bay and uh, Pittsburgh and uh, Carolina twice on the schedule. Well, it's... well you know, I, I was drinking a Kool-Aid. And I, you know, I haven't poured out my total picture of Kool-Aid yet for that great drink, drink, baby. baby. But, um, (laughs) but, you know, I got to believe that, you know, they really, I mean, it's, it's like panic time there. And I know it's hard. Like you're saying, Q, they really, it's not much they can do, but I, you know, they, Blink spent too much money and they spent too much time getting these people that they have there if they didn't really think that they had it in them. So it's about getting those guys to really look at themselves and figure this out. Like, no, you can play better than this. It's not like you're getting beat by a great player. Everybody's beating you like that. So you're trying to say everybody on these teams are better than you? Those guys aren't realizing that, man. Those guys would pick for a reason. It wasn't like the Falcons came off a winning season or two and they're just, you know, just relaxing. They came back from a, a sucky season. And the last two seasons that are sucky. So they, in the whole last year, spent a lot of time thinking about the strategy of getting the right players in there. I just think that it's just, it's a coaching issue. And I think the motivation issue is not there, which I don't understand because looking at hard knocks the way we did, it seems like those coaches were, you know, getting into it unless they were just playing it up for the, for the uh, cameras. It's not adding up, man. It's... I mean, no, I think it was genuine. You know, uh, yeah. you know, I think but, the plan was there, but execution just. <laughs> and you gotta remember, Hard Knocks is a reality show, and it's and it's, and it's made to make the Falcons look good. Because if you make the Falcons look bad, who's gonna tune into it? So, right. you know, you, you can't get too caught up on on that Hard Knocks thing. And plus, yeah, most we, of the teams that play on Hard Knocks don't do anything, anyways. That's true too. But maybe it's a curse them, of Hard Knocks. But we saw them though. We 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 saw them play though. Those, those games, after, you know, we watched they watched the show. So, I mean, I don't know, man. But it's just you know. But what did we really see? <laughs> what did we Lots really of see? Thunder. We, saw, we saw we saw a preseason where how did they do in the preseason? Eh, they what they won two games in the preseason. I think okay. they won two or three games. No, two, I believe. Okay, well, from watching that Hard Knocks, I would have thought this was a Super Bowl contending team that was getting back on track after having a bad year but coming one game away from going to the Super Bowl the year before. I would have thought from watching that Hard Knocks that that's what, that's what this team was this year. And then obviously, wrong about that. Yeah, so far. Yeah, gotta go, gotta go. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> True. But hey, this is a Falcons podcast. We will lift up. We got to lift up. We will rise from the flames. <laughs> got nowhere to go but up. It's like the mighty, fiery falcons that we are. We have nowhere to go but up. You're right. And we, we got a lot of places to go from here. And up ain't necessarily one of them. Hey, hey Sam Jackson still yelling at folks at the, at the dome, Quincy. 
<laughs> yeah, he's still yelling at people. Okay. Rise up. All right, I'll and, just make sure. But all the Falcons fans that was there rose up, and all the Bears fans that was there rose up, and you couldn't hear the Falcons fans or the Bears fans. They, I mean, the Bears fans showed up like you wouldn't believe it. So I can't even imagine what it's going to be like right. when we play Pittsburgh because you know how uh, the Pittsburgh fans come out. They roll yeah. deep. Yeah, they'll take I over. I think the Pittsburgh game was the only game where it was clearly uh, an advantage in fans. It was clearly a, a, a home road game for the Steelers the last time I went to a Steelers game. And, and Hoop, you were sitting right there next to me the last time I saw the Steelers play the Falcons. Right. It was a it was a shootout. It went to overtime. It was a good yep. game. And I think the I think the Falcons actually ended, ended up walking away with the win in that game. But but it was clearly cows are waving. It was clearly eighty twenty. It was clearly eighty twenty that day in the dome. Right. So I, I don't understand what's up with the Falcons fan base. Everybody's yeah. running around in these Falcons shirts and these Falcons things, but I guess they're just not going to the games. The or, they're selling their, or they're selling their tickets <laughs> or tailgating or something, but they're not coming into the game to rise up for the team. Yeah, if, they, if you're going to go to the game, you need to rise up while you're there. They need to come down on prices of them tickets, but... Um, and those ticket prices are only going up because... They say, that ain't going, that's rising. <laughs> you talking about rise up. We saw the construction of the new right. of the new dome, and they've taken up a whole big, giant area for that new dome. So uh, ticket prices uh, are about to uh, rise up. Yeah. Ticket prices are going to rise up before the Falcons do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we move on, um, I have a, a friend at work, and she's a Chicago fan. And she said to me during our meeting this morning, you know, she was boasting about it. And she was like, y'all can have your house back now. I was like, Like, wow. we took over. They did. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> they not, did. Only did they, not only did they come to our house, but get the sound effect ready. Okay. They was on the couch just stumping like, <laughs> yo, 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 couch. Ah! should have never came y'all in the stadium. Yeah, they cut a fool at our house. I would not be inviting them niggas back. <laughs> oh, they were like Falcons man. <laughs> what did the five fingers say to the face? Smack. Yeah, that's definitely what happened. Wow. Well, hey, it's always next week. There's next week, and uh, who's who's on tap next week? Who have we have? Baltimore. Baltimore on the road, man. They ain't gonna get any easier. No. Oh man, this this is rough. This is rough. Yeah. Uh, let me let me log on to my FanDuel and pick Joe Flacco for my quarterback this week. Yeah, <laughs> pick Joe Flacco, take Steve Smith. <laughs> you know, towards the measure. <laughs> yeah. If you wanna uh, if you wanna get some fantasy points this week. Take some of those offensive players from the uh, from the Baltimore Ravens because it's just uh, it's just looking bad. And I'm not so worried about the offense. Any good offense can have an off day. Right. So I'm thinking next week the offense can get back on track and put up at least 24 ish points. Right. But that defense is going to give up 30 something points. Yeah. And that offensive line is, is going to be it's going to have to be intact to handle that uh, that Baltimore pass rush because they actually do have a decent pass rush. Right. So, hey, this is something I wanted. To, this is something I wanted to bring up. I know, uh, you know, Roddy's out there trying hard, but it seemed like he just hasn't had that breakout game this year yet. I'm still waiting on it. You know, I know last, you know, last week he took the hit, and that definitely didn't help. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward to him have a two, three touchdown game. You know, and uh, you know, I know he's, I know who. 
Julio gets most of the looks, and you know, probably deservingly so. Julio, you know, he's in his prime, but uh, you know, I'm looking for Rod to put up some some numbers pretty soon. Well, we'll keep looking for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking hard. It's on my fantasy team. <clears throat> <laughs> so, uh, Q, it's safe to say that you're predicting a loss. Oh yeah, I'm definitely predicting a Falcons loss this week, and and I'm not even doing doing it to be cute or funny. Right. I just think the Falcons don't have the resources on defense to slow down that uh, Baltimore offense, and uh, I don't want to throw salt on an open wound, but I thought that we should have taken Joe Flacco in the draft that year instead of Matt Ryan, and um, and and and, uh, and Flacco's already got a Super Bowl, and and Flacco's already been to the playoffs, and uh, Flacco has a strong arm and can throw the deep ball, so. Uh, Ugh, I don't want to play. Gen- I don't want to. I don't no, want to show. Uh, I'm not trying to play general manager, but uh, you know, even the Ouija can see it. <laughs> if, we, if we had Flacco here, maybe things would be a lot different. Yeah, Flacco had Ray Lewis though, who was a tremendous motivator. Man, Ray Lewis was a, a motivator. Yeah, that's Pastor about it. Ray. But, <laughs> but, but that last season, yeah, you know, Ray wasn't wasn't doing much. He was kind of slow out there or whatever, but. But he was a good but motivator, man. He man, he had me motivated in here. Yeah, I went through a I went through a raw wall for a. I did, Ray. man. I was you, like, you. man, I'll die for yeah. you. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, I was rooting for Ray, but <laughs> but I mean, you all know Ray wasn't uh, out there. You know, Croy Beerman probably get more tackles than Ray did that last season. Man, you, yeah. You, but Ray you, got a ring, right? Ray you, got a ring, right? Hey, you, it's it's kind of like Jerome Bettis when he won his ring. Kind of. I got a bone pick with you, Q. Okay. Don't you right. ever put those two names together <laughs> in the same sentence in your life. Don't you ever do that again. <laughs> look, 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 look. Do not disrespect. Kills, listen, Ray kills somebody in Buckhead, and Croy is killing the Falcons, so they both kill us. Yeah. Oh! Ah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, exactly. Even OJ just co signed on that. OJ's like, yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right, who, what do yeah, you. Yeah, we don't want to get our podcast shut down and <laughs> yeah. start to take off. I know. Alleg- we, we keep trying every week, though. Allegedly, Ray concealed evidence. <laughs> He was never he was never appointed to as the as the stabbing man. He just concealed evidence. <laughs> He's like, I did I mean yeah, I'm out of got, here. Gotta go, gotta go. Gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> yeah, gotta go, gotta, gotta go. Here. <laughs> what about you, Hoop? What's your prediction? You uh, predicting a uh, win or a loss? Uh, same thing uh, Q brought up. It's it's a uh, you know, not trying to just to, you know, go against the grain. Right. Be a shot jock. I just don't see us winning up there. Uh, I'm gonna have to sign off with you guys because of the fact that we haven't won a road game since 2012, and it's not looking like that's gonna change anytime soon. Ooh, rock converting. I guess they didn't put enough GHB in your grape soda this week. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not, man. <laughs> so uh, I I'm hear- glad Algie's not on the podcast. Anymore. I know, right? <laughs> We got to get Algie back and see what he has to say about this. <laughs> you hear that, Algie? Algie might be taking medication for depression right now. <laughs> Algie is listening. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Algie's become one of our number one fans, y'all. 
<laughs> I love Al G. He was drinking that Kool-Aid. So now, now I'm wondering what, what Al G is really thinking. We got to definitely get him on the podcast next, next week to make a special guest appearance and let us know how he's feeling because I doubt he's still feeling sexy in the ATL. <laughs> he's like, feeling not so sexy in the ATL. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, maybe we all, all four of us get on there next week. But uh, before we wrap it up, Q, uh, it's the, does the Ouija, the almighty, all-knowing Ouija, have a prediction for next week? Well, let me touch the Ouija real quick. Ouija, I want I the want night. The night. <laughs> Ouija said if uh, if Algie's still feeling sexy in the ATL right now, he's looking like Teddy Bridgewater's mama. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. And there there you have it. (laughs) All right, fellas, it's been real. It's been fun. And I will see you guys next week. Rise. Rise up. (laughs) Have a good weekend. Peace. Later. See you. Bye. Bye.